Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gamerscape podcast. I'm your host, Bursty, uh, and seated, of course, to my immediate southeast, southwest, south style. Southwest, because you're, you're on Eastern time, I'm on Central, so That's I'm right. west of you if, if you're so, on Eastern. Seated. Yay, geography. Ah, Fusion X is my co-host today. Yeah. So here we are. We're kicking off episode four of the Gamerscape podcast. Hopefully all of you have been uh, tuning in, of course, as this is week number two of the Gamerscape podcast Xmas giveaway, a.k.a. the Gepmas. Four weeks of Gepmas, yeah, which is like the stupidest Gep-mas. damn ever, but whatever. I don't care. Don't That's what care. I called it when I posted it. We were like, how can we give away free games and come up with a catchy name that will go with it? Mm, Gepmas. Sounds I don't think you did. I just posted it. And I linked it to you. I'm like, we're doing this. And you're like, okay. You're like, free games? That's give how much we communicate with each other before we, we decide on things. I'm like, I'm going to give games away. He's like, oh, that could be cool. And I just posted it. Oh, always like, oh. We, we actually do come up with like a, a Google Doc like we did for the other shows. We come up with well, it. For the, for the shows, but I'm talking about like between the shows. We just oh, kinda, oh, yeah. Just usually, uh, usually we don't talk to each other until like Wednesdays or Thursdays. We only talk to each other when we have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Sundays through Tuesdays are generally, you know, the days where I'm sitting there editing the show and then I just kind of send it to Fusion and then that sort of initiates. When I download it when I wake up at the crack and not dawn for work. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. And that kind of like kicks off, I guess, the week of communication between me and Fusion. <laughs> yeah. I send you last week's episode and then you're like, okay, what are we doing for this week's episode? Stuff. Yeah, so we've got actually uh, quite a bit of things that uh, we got some more more discussion. I think the news today, but that's okay because discussion's good. That's okay. We're working on actually uh, trying uh, to sort of get a few things sort of ironed out. Of course, with the the main homepage, trying to get a little bit more uh, um, contributions. I guess is sort of what we're really looking to do. I'm going to try and start. You know, now maybe that- maybe we'll we'll ask. If, if anyone is interested in that, in a more f- official capacity later. Yeah, or, surprise or, at the homepage and, and you'll yeah. see, you know, if you're interested in doing that type of stuff and you're listening well, to this. Well, yeah, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, we'll we'll go into some details if, if people are interested. Yeah. So I'm not not going to put anything up. Uh, maybe we probably should just put something up on the site. Otherwise, no one will know. Yeah. All right. First up for game. Well, well. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. Yep, pick- Square Enix is bringing Final Fantasy IV to iPhone. Um, this is going to be a port of the version that came out on DS a couple of years back, just kind of like they did with uh, Final Fantasy III. So uh, no announcement for Android yet, I would assume at, at some point, probably like five years from now, you know. Five years um, from now, yeah. Because it, <laughs> it, it, took, it took like, what, two years for it to come to, to Android off of iOS no, what, or something? What other like, Final Fantasy games are available on iPhone right now? I mean, I guess I can uh, look, but... One, in, one, two, and three. One, two, one, and, two and three. Yeah, so and three, three is the, the DS version. Um, three is three is on everything now. It, it's on iPhone, it's on Android, it's on Kindle, it's on, it's coming to the Ouya, um, it's on PSP. So... Now, here's a question for you. Do you treat it like it's kind of a kick in the junk to those, like, collectors out there that, you know, have it for, like, the original consoles and stuff like that and ordered it from Japan and, you know, went yeah. through all the trouble to get these things? Not really. No? I kind of would. It's just, it's, you know, it's your, your, your think of it like, you know, your, your HD remaster or something, right? Like, it's, it's still the same game. Yeah. But then again, I guess, you know what, if you think about it in terms of something like side-by-side to... Uh, like uh star wars as an example i like i'm a sucker i've bought it well here here's the thing too if if you're looking at it from like a collector standpoint 
it doesn't devalue the original, does it? I mean, because it's still the original Final Fantasy three that that you would have, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess it's like, well, people in North America can play it now. People in North America could play it before. The only difference is now they'll be able to understand it if they don't read Japanese. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. I don't know if it's a big deal. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, along with that announcement, um, they also announced that they are bringing over. Um, there was another uh, iOS game coming out, uh, Quirkle, which is, sounds like uh, sounds like a Pokemon. Um, it's uh, like a puzzle game. Um, and then also coming soon. For Android, um, they announced that um, Final Fantasy Dimensions uh, and what else was it? Uh, Demon Score and Wizardlings are going to be coming to Android in, in, in the future. They didn't give any dates. So um, lots of mobile games coming. Yeah. So all this month, um, up to January 7th, uh, every couple weeks here, they're going to have uh, some different uh, games on sale for iOS. So uh, from December 7th to the 14th, you can get Final Fantasy 1 and 2 for 4 bucks, Final Fantasy 3 for uh, 9 on iPhone and 10 on iPad, and Final Fantasy Dimensions for 17 which is probably the best deal since, they're, you know, yeah, you're getting it at a full price. It's $29. And you know what the other thing is, too, is that, um, you know, in the past, you're not an iPhone user, I don't think, a Fusion. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, I've, I've had an iPhone for a number of years now, and um, the App Store always has... Uh, Christmas promotions on the week after uh, Christmas, so stay tuned that week because, of course, there's, you're probably going to be huge. Well, and these these are carrying over into January too. Yeah, um, from from the uh, December 12th to January 7th, uh, Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light is going to be 99 cents on iPhone and iPad. Uh, Victorian Mysteries, Women in White, no idea what that is. 99 cents. Uh, some other one like that, and then uh, American Mensa Academy from uh, the seventeenth to the seventh is gonna be two bucks. So. Two bucks, cheap games. But really, all the Final Fantasy stuff—that's the stuff you're gonna be looking at. Yep. Especially Dimensions, if you haven't played it yet and you kind of wanted to and didn't feel like paying thirty dollars for an iPhone game. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever go more. Like usually, like when I get iPhone apps, I usually go for like the ninety-nine cent ones. I paid. I paid. I think it was fifteen bucks. For Final Fantasy three on Android. Oh, that's deadly. And I, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I did. I really you, don't. Do you play it though? Like, well, I used? bought it. I bought it with the idea with, with that I would play it uh, during my breaks at work. And I just, I don't know. I have it on PSP now, and I lo- it's it's so much better having an actual. I was gonna say, wouldn't it be easier just controller. to bring your PSP with you to work? Yeah, that'd be kind. Of, I really, that's the last thing I want to do is carry around something like that, you know. But. Hmm. Whatever, but you know. So if uh, if you have an iOS device and you want to get some Final Fantasy on, now is the time. Four and more coming at you soon. Oh, I I see. What see what I did there? Yeah, That's witty. Clever. I like this. Witty. Four and more coming at you soon. Um, next uh, on our list, uh, I've as some of you may have known from last week's episode, we uh, talked a little bit about having a poll going on in our Gamerscape forums, um, and we were basically polling our listeners to. Essentially, let us know whether or not we should cover, you know, 14 and 11 stuff, just small tidbits of news sort of between Pet Food Alpha and A-Threat Radio episodes. So it looks like the majority of our listeners sort of agree with the same sort of idea that Fusion and I were both sort of thinking with the Gamerscape podcast, which is, um, you know, when there's a little bit of news tidbits, we'll throw them in there along with our gaming news. And then, of course, uh, we'll save the uh, the 
you know, specific episodes for A3 Radio and Pet Food Alpha where we discuss sort of more. So um, December version update is coming into Vanadiel very soon. Um, probably sometime this month if I had to yeah. take a guess. Yeah, it said December version update. <laughs> I'm assuming it's probably going to end up being uh, a few days before Christmas as that's, I think, traditionally when they or, usually the updates. Or like experienced people would do in this matter. They would look at the maintenance notes to see that it's coming on the 10th. Yeah. You people know. Can, people so. can do that too <laughs> if they want. Um, some yep. of the uh, some of the highlights in it, obviously, things like the salvage updates, going to be finally making its way to the game. So, uh, oh yeah, they were that was a thing they were doing. You I may remember. you may remember this discussion from 2010. So right? yeah, it's on its way. Um, so I've noticed actually in some uh, game capacity for 11 that uh, there's a lot of little forums and stuff like that popping up with people uh, looking to form up sets to. to blast through it so i'm sure uh the next pfa episode will have a little bit to talk about that if if we get into it a bit so yeah right on uh also with the update uh we have some adjustments to meeble burrows um the um job ability adjustments for perfect events and tabula rasa were postponed uh Uh, so there's there's that Mostly that's perfect defense and then Brava, I think yeah. is what they're So if you are like me and you have a little, you know, um a group that you do So all you Nizel scholars yeah. you got a little bit of time left. A little bit of time <laughs> to get that last piece of gear that you want, and then of course everybody'll be gone to do salvage. So yeah. 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 So that's it uh for eleven stuff. Uh fourteen, uh letter from the producer. Talking about alpha testing. Yeah, uh, there's also uh, another video uh, out this week showing off some of the quests that you do uh, that you can take uh, in a realm reborn. So make sure to check that out up on our site. Um, not not really any information in the, um, in the in this letter from the producer. It's just kind of this is what we're testing and stuff and you know stuff like yeah. that, uh, which is which is great because for people that aren't in the alpha, it lets them know what's going on. Yeah, um, and they've been doing a real good job keeping up with the videos and stuff like that. So props to Square for that. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Make sure to check out the the site for all the all the latest fourteen stuff. There's uh, a lot of stuff coming out these days with uh, alpha testing and leading up to two point So yeah, you'll see of course on the homepage that uh, everything sort of gets mishmashed together. So there's all the eleven and all the fourteen news on there, but there's also the sort of subheadings you can go through off the top main bar on the homepage that'll actually take you to exclusively 14 news or 11 news so you can pick one or the other uh if you you know like to see the general gaming stuff which hopefully you do um and of course a lot of it gets covered through the gamerscape podcast weekly so uh you'll want to make sure that you check out stuff like that on that note uh just put up today i just put it up actually before we started the episode um we're going to talk a little bit more about the VGAs in a couple of moments, but uh, uh, one thing that was sort of a, a notable at the VGAs this year was they actually have now confirmed a release date for The Last of Us. Um, for those, Yay! Yeah, I know. I was I totally had forgotten that this video uh, from the E3 launch looked so good, and it kind of made me forget about the game entirely. But uh, when I spotted this <laughs> online i was like wait a second that's the game that looks like i am legend <laughs> with the fungus zombies yeah didn't it ever occur to you though when you were watching that trailer at e3 that that it, it had sort of like an i am legend kind yeah, of feel maybe to a it bit. maybe a little bit 
So, anyways, uh, May seventh, twenty thirteen, uh, is looking to be the uh, the official launch date that Sony's announced uh, at recently at the VGAs. Uh, so, those of you that are unfamiliar with what uh, The Last of Us is, it's of course the next title from uh, the game developer Naughty Dog, which uh, has brought us uh, such awesome trilogies as Uncharted, and of course the Jack and Dexter or Daxter, sorry. Franchises. Don't forget Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Don't forget him. There was actually uh, a Last of Us Easter egg in uh, Uncharted Three. Oh yeah, yeah, and they they forgot they put it in there, and uh, they didn't think they were going to uh, be announcing it when they did, and so they actually they forgot to remove it. They were going to take it out. <laughs> so that's all right. So a little fun fact for you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, that brings. I saw that. Uh, I saw that back at PAX. Last of Us. It's looking good. Yeah. They uh, of course uh, release a little video too at the VGA Awards. Uh, which I attached to the post on the homepage. So I recommend that all of you check that out as it looks really good. Yeah. Storyline looks like it's going to be pretty intriguing. So it doesn't look like Naughty Dog's going to disappoint with this one. So uh, that brings us up to actually um, our discussion points for this week, which uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time this week talking about the VGAs, as, of course, they just took place this past weekend, I believe, right? Yep, it's just happened last night. So fresh off the, off the whatever we're taking this off of internet or something, whatever. Fresh off so. the Spike TV website, really. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So uh, biggest, I don't know if it was a surprise. Uh, game of the year went to The Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, you know what? I That's thought was awesome. I know that you said that that you felt that that game was like deserving of that title. I mean, for me, yeah. Like, I just think back to years past and it, and it sort of made me think like, you know what, really, usually that game goes to, you know, like the titles that you would expect them to go to. And I was really sort of thinking that uh, this year's game of the year was going to be uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Why? Because it was a really good game. And usually, you know, the did you games- did you play the same Assassin's Creed 3 that I did? Yeah. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> I liked I liked the naval warfare. That was it. Yeah. I no, you know what? Everything else was the same stuff with worse characters. <laughs> <laughs> See, I figured Assassin's Creed 3 just simply because number one of the graphics that, you know, are never disappointing. Ubisoft never never spares any expense when it comes to, you know, the types of quality that they put into their games. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, storyline wise, although, you know, it didn't connect with you and there was aspects of it that didn't connect with me either. I just figured that, you know, they would, you know, win out just because of the mere principle that Assassin's Creed storylines are, you know, always known to be what some of the best and you know when i looked at its competition you know there was dishonored there was journey and there was mass effect 3 um i felt that you know it was stronger than the two of them but of course the surprise game of the year was the walking dead so if you haven't already i'm going to give you a plug here fusion um check out uh, check out fusion's review of me on my own podcast that's that's so thoughtful of you well, I figured it was appropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Dead, of course, uh, Fusion just did a, a review of it a number of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago anyways. Um, that's on the main page. If you haven't checked that out yet, I recommend that you do. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that um, that actually the, the Telltale Games is releasing. It's coming out this week. This week, yeah. So yeah. we would have mentioned. Uh, go, seriously, if you haven't played this game. It's one game it. year. You better buy it now. <laughs> Go play it. It's really good. If you if you like storyline in games, 
go go try the walking dead yeah it's really good really 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 good speaking of walking dead telltale actually got studio of the year as well did they oh yeah they made out like bandits they got studio of the year um and they also got um best adapted video game yeah and best downloadable game i knew they had best downloadable game just based on what was in there so they they did they did pretty good (laughs) you gotta think though i mean telltale games like for them to get studio of the year they beat out 343 Studios, which is the studio responsible for Halo. Which which I, I think is, is uh, you know, uh, I could say, you know, uh, well, this is deserving. Well, obviously, it, because they were nominated. But 343, I think, was another great, um, a great runner in that category. Yeah, uh, I just figured, I kind of, you know what, I remember looking over these yesterday. Obviously, I, they didn't have the, annou- the winners announced yet because it's just switched over this morning. But, um, I mean, I just remember looking at the competition in some of these categories last night and thinking, you know what, Studio of the Year, I looked, I saw 343 Studios. I kind of said, yeah, Telltale Games has a shot, but I really thought that 343 would have it in the bag. Mm -hmm. Just based on the fact simply that they, you know, did do a pretty meritable job with Halo 4. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't didn't go away empty-handed. They got, uh, Halo 4 got best Xbox 360 game. Yeah. That's good. You know, I was worried about those categories because they had like stuff like Assassin's Creed three and stuff in there. Yeah. If you know, best console game for you know specific console game, those should be exclusives. That's right. I like, agree. Like, who's going to be like, like, yeah, Assassin's Creed three is the best Xbox three sixty games. Like, but oh, it's not. Does it PS- does it suck on PS three? Yeah. You know, like that's that's kind of. Mm, I don't know about that one, but uh, PS three uh, best PS three game went to Journey. Yeah. Um, and now, Journey, played, Journey, played Journey. Games? Journey got uh, best independent game yeah. and best original score as well. Yeah. Um, I I bought it and I played it for a little bit and I never went back and finished. What it. is the like premise behind it? Like, what's it about? Because I've I actually when I was looking through it's, the series, it was one of the have, games. I did. Have you ever played? Do you have a PS3? Of course I do. Have you played Flower? Flower, no. Mm. It's it's more of an artsy kind of idea where you're basically you're just kind of. You're just going through these. Your work. You're trying to get to like this mountain. Oh, and um, players can join you, but it's not like you know you set up with a friend and you you know join game and you talk while you're playing it. There's no voice chat. You just people can just kind of wander into your game. Oh, really? It's, it's it's very yeah. It's a very interesting game. I enjoyed it from from when I did the play of it. I need to. It's it's on my list of things that. Why haven't I finished this yet? <laughs> yeah, no, well, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, like, think about it. <laughs> Especially if it was interesting to begin with. Um, sure. The Wii U, actually, of course, even though it was only released on the 17th of November, um, actually still, of course, got to have a sort of joined um, game of the year, Wii U game of the year, I guess you could say, um, shared sort of with the Wii. And, of course, the winner was, big surprise, Super Mario Bros. U. That's a good game. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I looked at some of the other titles, and again, you kind of figure that, you know, maybe it was sort of a, a latecomer to the competition. It didn't really have much time for people to evaluate everything, but mm-hmm. um, Super Mario Bros. U is obviously an ideal choice. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> well, think about it. It's a Mario game. <laughs> right. If it doesn't sell millions and well, millions and, it, and it's not that it just that it's just a Mario game too. It's it's a good Mario game. Like there was you know there was New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, and I I played it, and it was I mean it was it was all right. Yeah, I, I would I would special of it. 
I would beg to say that ever since they've switched over to these uh, like new Super Mario Bros. style games, like in going away from things like not to say that Galaxy isn't good or Galaxy, Galaxy 2 isn't really good, good. Those games are good still, too. But it's just the nostalgia of being able to play like the old 2D styles. Well, Mario and another Bros. thing with that, too, is, you know, there's there's the nostalgia factor of just the way that it, it plays. And then there's just that, that kind of feeling, right? Yeah, like wow, it's really remind, and that's that's what I got out of Super Mario Brothers. U is that I really it it felt really familiar to like Super Mario Brothers or to Super Mario World, yeah, from like the SNES and stuff, and that that was really cool. So I like that. Um, best PC game went to XCOM. Yeah, which uh, uh, which surprised me because I really thought that Diablo three had that in the bag. Why? Because Diablo three was awesome. I, 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 you know, you're like, oh, Assassin's Creed Three, Diablo Three. I'm like, are you playing the same versions of these games? Yeah, they have very different tastes then, because I don't, I don't think I heard anybody that was like, dude, Diablo Three was like awesome and it had the best story ever. It's like, I just thoroughly enjoyed for about the three weeks that I played Diablo Three. I enjoyed it for like the five days that I played it, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's been sitting, you know. Yeah, <laughs> on my storyline, the storyline story kind of fell flat on its butt. Yeah. Well, the only thing that oh, I think yeah. was was sort of uh, Kane got killed by a butterfly woman. All right. Yeah. Okay. I by you know a what? butterfly woman. You know what didn't do it for me for Diablo was the fact that um, you know you beat the game once, but then you had to literally repeat it each and every time just to get to like. Well, then Blizzard's like, "Hey guys, check it out!" You're like up the the level cap to like a hundred. But it takes like you know a playthrough to get like one level. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like I'm, like I'm like who is playing this game? Uh, Nelson from The Simpsons. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Right. Uh, best handheld mobile game went to Sound Shapes. That's uh, via game. It's also I think you could play that on PS3 if I'm not mistaken. I think it's one of the cross buy games. Oh. Yeah. Um, best shooter went to Borderlands 2. Again. I, you know, I, I have to say it was one of the games where I knew Borderlands 1. I played Borderlands 1. I never got a chance to try Borderlands 2 except for what you showed me via your Twitch feed before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was surprised, again, that, you know, Halo 4 didn't take that category. Yeah, I was a little bit. But uh, I did I did really enjoy Borderlands. So, yeah. Or 2, if you want to get you know specific. But yeah, surprised I, I, Halo didn't get it, but happy at the same time that Call of Duty Black Ops 2 didn't get it. Right, right. Because typically that's a category that Call of Duty dominates every year. Like I think yeah. last year, I'm not mistaken by saying last year was uh, Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I interrupted you and I forgot what I was going to say. You just made like a, the pointless interruption of the century there. Um. um Things. Action adventure game Dishonored one, yeah, yeah, that was a fun game. Which, Reminded me of Bioshock a lot. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. Yeah, that's actually a pretty accurate accurate prediction. It is the same as as Bioshock in a lot of ways. Um, RPG, big surprise, Mass Effect three. I don't know if I'd even consider Mass Effect three an RPG. I know that's I I I think it's kind of border to like third person shooter sometimes. It yeah, it's I think it's more more of a shooter for sure. Yeah, uh, multiplayer game of the year, uh, Borderlands Two. Yeah, again beating out Halo Four and Black Ops Two, which 
you know, after uh, you'll see one of the featured games that I'm going to talk a little bit more about this week. I know I did my review of Black Ops 2, but uh, I got into playing it a little bit more again this week and kind of giving it, I guess, its second wind or second chance. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, after playing through the multiplayer for a few hours now, I, I have to say that, uh, you know, it's 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 another Call of Duty game. I don't know. I, I yeah. can't see it being deserving of the best multiplayer game because there was nothing... Well, you know, you know what's interesting is his uh, Guild Wars Two was also up for for best multiplayer game. Yeah, which makes me wonder why don't they just have an MMO category? Yeah, like I that seems so out of. I mean, it, yeah, it's a multiplayer game, but it feels so out of place there. Well, and, and really, the thing is with MMOs is if you think about it, how many of them actually you know, are notable and come out on a yearly basis. Usually well, it's every few years. You can also also consider um, expansions mm-hmm. in there. I mean, you know, they could have done uh, Mists of uh, Pandaria. They would have had... Mists of Pandaria would have obviously... Two. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they could have they made it work. Yeah, I think, you know? I think you're just secretly hoping that ARR can, you know, scoop up an award someday. <laughs> it already got best game, best MMO of show at Gamescom from Destructoid, man. It doesn't need to try. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Little wishful thinking. Okay. Not wishful thinking. It's fact. <laughs> it's fact. It yeah. happened. Again, you, you just want it to, you know, win some more awards and then have, you know, a few million more people and, you know, take out World of Warcraft and... It's never taken. Nothing's ever taken that WoW except for WoW. No, I noticed that the other day though. After talking to uh, a few WoW heads that I work with, I that literally they're like the people that play WoW and love WoW will never trade WoW for anything, anything at all. They have it, they love it, and they'll never give it up for anything. I mean, some of them tried to do uh, the Old Republic, but it just it wasn't tan- it wasn't WoW, and that's why they go back to WoW. <laughs> As ridiculous as that sounds. Oh, and and you know, I I played I played a public too, and I just it was alright for a little bit, and it just kind of I don't know. See, the problem once you find a game that you like absolutely love, especially in like the MMO world, is that everything then gets compared to it, and mm-hmm. and you're always constantly going to make that comparison years down the road and go, well, this game doesn't have this aspect of of you know Final Fantasy XI, for example. And I know for me, when I've played fourteen, and you know, I'll go through boats where I play it for you know a month on. A month on, like a month on, month off, month on, month off. Kind of wait for an update, then I'd play again for you know a few weeks, and then I would kind of get bored and go back to eleven. And I always found myself going back to eleven just because there's that sense of familiarity with it. And right, you know, to me, like I know you, I think you've gotten to a point where you you're really more about fourteen than than you care about eleven now. But I still haven't found myself getting to that point yet. I still feel like I need to you know get my eleven fix every now and again just to sort of keep myself going. You know what I mean? Mm. yeah um best individual sports game um of course i think the one thing i guess to take into account is how much um motion play games you know be it through connect uh playstation motion is it play motion or move playstation move yeah wow. playstation move and we ladies and gentlemen bursty doesn't even know what playstation move is I know I have it. I know I haven't used it. <laughs> and sitting, you have it. It's sitting in a drawer. Oh, I got man. this computer and everything. I was like, I was looking forward to playing Duck Hunt of 2010. And yeah. It, I actually, uh, I like playing Killzone with it. I got uh, Killzone 3. I was playing with it. Killzone was good. Um, Child of Eden. I got the sharpshooter with SOCOM. 
Mm. And SOCOM was pretty good. But again, just, you know, it's something weird. I think when you've always played shooters with, you know, like your your pro-style controller, that it's just weird when you don't have that anymore and you have to sort of figure out, you know, what you're doing. And, and just, just break down all the walls at once. Just grab a move, grab a 3D TV and load up some Killzone 3 and just, you know, go crazy. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, so I would think that, you know, a lot of the motion sports and how it uh, plays into, you know, the development of a lot of these modern sports games um, obviously, you know, plays into, you know, some of the titles that made their way up here. Uh, Tiger Woods, you know, probably a yearly contender from Electronic Arts. Uh, the latest installment of WWE. Okay, so for for wrestling. And I, I was talking to you about wrestling earlier, but I know you're not a, a wrestler. Wrestling. You're not into wrestling. No. I was made- I'm, not, I'm not in the sports in, in general. No way. Eh? Oh, it's a good it's a good thing, especially fantasy fantasy sports. Fantasy sports are like like blitzball. No, 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 not blitzball. Like fantasy football. Oh, like having a team and having to make your picks every week. And some of my uh, links. So you say fantasy sports and I'm thinking like like blitzball. No, some of my fantasy sports uh, or some of my fantasy uh Final Fantasy friends. Now look what you're doing here. Uh, some of my Final Fantasy uh, Link Shell friends, uh, of course. Dude, start- how, how, how did they breathe underwater? I have no idea. Was that ever explained? No. That I wonder, if, I wonder if there were any incidents where Blitzball players drowned. Maybe it wasn't water. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was some... Uh, some of the what was the the stuff in Evangelion the the LCL yeah <laughs> maybe it was that I have no idea that's a really good like question mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to ask I know some people I'll ask them yeah maybe I can look it up online so this you name dropping here without dropping names I know some people let me ask them no I know some big some big Final Fantasy people some hardcore some like people that are into the nostalgia so they would figure it out yeah. Okay. They would know. Anyways. I'll talk to my guys. Back to the point. SSX, uh, which is, of course, a snowboarding type game uh, from Electronic Arts, was the winner. You know, it, it kind of it's, – it's a little mind-boggling sometimes. You look at, like, some of these categories and just see, like, for example, best team sports game. Um, it's dominated by Electronic Arts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, three of the four – possible candidates are electronic arts and they're games that ea games puts out every year um this year's winner fortunately was uh 2k sports which is i believe owned by sega if i'm not mistaken right 2k sports uh 2k is a separate thing i believe oh i always associated i always associated back in the day 2k games like 2K sports games with... Uh, like well, and you also thought the move was called the motion, so, you know. Wii Motion, PlayStation Move. What? Whatever. It's what all you even... Motion wow. games. Wow. Motion lames. Best driving game went to Need for Speed Most Wanted. Best fighting game went to Persona 4 Arena. Best adapted video game, as we said, was Walking Dead. Um, best graphics, Halo 4. Yeah. We got that. Which is very deserving. Very deserving. Best song in a game went to Cities by Beck, and that was in Sound Shapes. Yeah. Uh, well, best performance. Know, I was going to say hmm. the original score. The original score went to Journey. I was thought for sure that that would have been Halo 4 again, just based on what you yeah. said. 
you know, Halo, the Halo Four soundtrack is really good. Yeah, I mean, I have to, I'm going to listen to that later now. I'm surprised um, the Black Ops Two was even in that category. I, I don't, I don't know. It's a Call of Duty game. All the music's always the same. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, best <laughs> performance by a human male went to Damon Clark as Handsome Jack in Borderlands Two. Oh, that is a funny character. He has a horse made out of diamonds that he names Butt Stallion. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a true story. Uh, best performance by a human female went to Melissa Hutchison as Clementine for the Walking Dead game. Uh, best social game, You Don't Know Jack. And Best DLC went to Dawn Guard Elder for, uh, for Skyrim there. Most anticipated game is GTA V. Character of the Year is Claptrap from Borderlands 2. And uh, Game of the Decade was Half-Life 2. Game of the Decade? Decade is a long time. Where, okay, where, where is that category? I don't even see that on here. I'm what looking down the category list. I don't see Game of the Decade. It's, uh, I'm looking at one right here. Game of the Decade, Half-Life Dose. Uh, I would believe it, though. Like, are they talking 2010 Why? to 2000, and, or 2000 to 2010? I would imagine so, or 2002 to 2012. I don't know. Well, decade, huge, huge time span. I can't. Well, you know what? Okay, in the last decade, what other games would like hold up next to Half Life Two? In your well, mind, I mean that's that's, that's going back ten like, years. There's, there have been so many games, right? And they're all from different genres. And mm-hmm. 2002, you could actually. You know, if, if it's two thousand like to two thousand and ten, if it's talking like, two thousand to two thousand and ten, you, you could throw like Shadow of the Colossus in there. You could um, throw Halo One in there. Yeah. You could throw Final Fantasy Eleven in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. There's a lot of games that you could put in there. But uh, I mean, Half Life Two wasn't a bad game, right? So yeah. All right. I guess so. We'll, oh, give, uh, we'll give you that. <laughs> we'll give you that. Spike TV and your all uh, right. Uh, speaking of TV channels, uh, G4 is going to be coming the Esquire channel in 2013. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see what they do to it because G4 has been just uh, it's been going going south for quite a while ever yeah. since they ever since they picked up all the tech TV guys and then all the all the tech TV people left. <laughs> There was a guy in my link shell who used to always post videos from G4 and like I kind of was under the impression that it was actually pretty popular for a little while. But I honestly can't say I've honestly heard anything. It quickly it quickly turned into just them playing like cops and cheaters and attack of the show. That's like all it was. And X play. Wow. And now uh, Adam Sessler is over at Revision. Um, Trying to think. I mean, that was really. That was really the only person I think that was worth a damn anymore on G four was was Adam Sessler and he's he's gone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as all, all the tech TV people left, it was it was it turned to garbage. I thought. Yeah. So essentially, so essentially, it's going to turn into more garbage now. Um, if those of well, you- if they're if they're kind of redoing it all, maybe. Maybe it'll get better. From what I'm I not, from what I read, it. from what I read, it looks like they want to do like a more like upscale version of Spike TV. <laughs> so I mean, 
I watch Spike quite a bit. I, like, you know, they've got a lot of shows that I, I tend to enjoy quite a bit on them. And plus they, you know, they do things too, like uh, they have their own sort of series. They canceled a really good series. They used to have the Blade series. I don't know if you uh, I thought I thought you were talking about like Stripperella. No. Stripperella is <laughs> good. Um, but they canceled the Blade series. I don't know if you ever remember that. No. I always like I've always loved like the Blade movies and yeah. uh they came up with a I didn't know they even had a series. Yeah, they did. Um they had a rapper. Um I'll have to IMDb this. <laughs> they had a rapper. They had a rapper. I know that's why they canceled it. But he was really good as Blade. The one there's a few things that I remember about the show that were really good. It was obviously done by David Goyer, who you may, of course, recognize his name. He not only wrote um, and directed some of the Blade movies, but he also um, is now associated with Man of Steel and the Dark Trilogy. So he's kind of a big name. And, um, yeah, the Blade, the series, uh, had, like, a really good sort of storyline. And um, it was in 2006. Yeah, it was only on for, like, one season. Uh-huh. And it got canceled, but it was on Spike TV. Uh, I know who it was. No, it was Sticky Fingers. See, why would I remember that guy's name? <laughs> why would I remember a guy whose name is Sticky Fingers? How could you not remember a guy whose name was Sticky Fingers? Damn. Because I'll tell you. If I, I'm sorry. Is it Fingers or is it Fingers? No, Fingers. G-A- and One of those rappers. Okay. Yeah. So wow. anyways, he was kind of like the main uh, the main Blade character. And I remember it was kind of funny because you think of Blade like the movies when you have, you know, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes just goes ballistic on people. And like he never gets like, you know, injured or anything. And when Sticky Fingers was Blade in the series, you know, you'd see these fight scenes where like it actually looked like it was like a street brawl and like he didn't have any superpowers at all. So it was good. Uh, mm-hmm. check, check out that link I sent you. That was like the main girl female character. Or female protagonist in the show, Jill Wagner. Very good. If you go on IMDb, make sure you check her out. I would give her a nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> nine out of ten. You could always go. You could always go see her on Teen Wolf. <laughs> Is she on Teen Wolf? Yeah, it's right on the damn IDM. Uh, the page you just linked me. It's right there, dude. I was looking at the picture. It's right there. We'll say. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyways, back coming in next, uh, we talked a little bit about the VGAs. That wasn't the only thing going on last night. Uh, the 25th anniversary uh, Distant Worlds concert in Chicago was going on for Final Fantasy, uh, which I went to. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, we we sang Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> sang Happy Birthday. We sang Happy Birthday. Arnie Roth invited Uematsu out on stage, handed him the mic. And and they did happy birthday. Happy birthday to Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. That must have Come been on. awkward. That's like an awkward. Happy birthday to FF. How do you sing it over there? It's it's just happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Final Fantasy. Happy birthday. How is that complicated? We have you are. we have like a little jingle that goes along with the song, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's uh, probably like depending on who's in your family, like one of the worst or best moments of your life <laughs> because you hear that people either are, you know, tone deaf or, you know, are mm-hmm. very much so in key. All right. Yeah. But uh, it was really cool. Um, they did uh, dark tell, world. Tell me and, something uh, about fusion. You're talking about how cool it is, but I am. And then you just interrupted me like well, a cool jerk. 
What was the most memorable moment of the entire evening? Uh, I like the new Chocobo medley. It couldn't have been singing Happy Birthday. I I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, well, I did have VP, VIP meet and greets, so I did get to uh, to kick it with with Arnie uh, Nobu and Susan after the show for all of you know five seconds while they signed some stuff for me. Right. Um, but uh, I really liked the they did a new Chocobo medley, which actually started with the Chocobo raising music from Eleven. Oh yeah, which was cool. Um, and then they did uh, the Mambo de Chocobo with some some funny visuals that. It's. It was one of those things you kind of had to be there and see it for it to be really funny. But it was some good stuff. Um, they did a new battle medley that had um, Bat on the Big Bridge fight with Seymour and something else that I can't remember. I think it was the the battle theme from Seven. Um, but uh, they did. They did. They did, uh, they did the opera. Final Fantasy Seven, aka everyone's favorite Final Fantasy. They, they did the opera from Six. Ooh! They did the Black Mages version of the opera from Six with an orchestra. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Susan Calloway sang "Answers," and they were playing uh, the End of an Era trailer up on the screen while she did it, which was really cool to see live. So, how long was the show? Like, you were there for what, an hour, two hours? Well, the the lobby actually opened up earlier because they were running a theater rhythm tournaments they had a photo booth uh merchandise booth and stuff like that where i pretty much you know killed my wallet um but uh yeah i mean the, the concert was i want to say two and a half three hours that's pretty cool it was, it was a does it have like does it have a break in the middle at all like do you have like an yeah. intercession oh yeah maybe? yeah there was a there was an intermission for sure yeah. okay uh, it's pretty good pretty good that's awesome See, we don't get anything cool like that in Canada. I think the closest place that... BS, uh, dude. The next concert they're doing is in, like, Quebec or, or Montreal. Yeah, but, okay, you don't understand the geographics of Canada. You talk about this place. You, say, like, you said you just said Canada. We never get anything like that up in Canada. We they're don't. It comes to Toronto. Toronto is practically American, okay? It, it's, it's, like, right like you know within, like, you know an what? hour of Guess the border. What? Guess where the next one is? Today in Montreal. Okay, and Montreal, you know how long it would be for me to get to Montreal? I'd have to uh, okay. literally get so into my car. You're, you're asking I, about, you want them to be near you, not just Canada. It'd be like me like saying they never come to the U.S. Well, they do. It I'll put it to you this way. It would have been closer for me to go to Chicago. Should have. Than it would be for me to go to Montreal in any way, shape, or form. Like, to, In order okay. for me to get to Montreal, it would literally take probably 24 hours to drive there, nonstop. Better hurry. <laughs> yeah, right. And even if you get on a plane, uh, even if you get on a plane, we have like the worst airlines ever in Canada. It's like they got, uh, they're doing Milwaukee in uh, February. Milwaukee's kind of cool. I I was telling you earlier, I've only ever been there once. Or, or if you ever want to go to Munich, <laughs> March second, <laughs> Munich would probably be easier and less expensive to get to than any of the other options. <laughs> Welcome Omaha, to Canada, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Vienna, Austria. Wow. Yeah, they go all over the place. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, if if anyone out there hasn't gone to a Distant Worlds concert, you need to. And many of our longtime listeners would probably remember. I think you went to one on a Pet Food Alpha episode as well. We did, but we did a, a, a like a PFA meetup after uh, after one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. 
Yeah, so Distant Worlds, uh, G4, Esquire, lots of cool stuff, uh, of course, in the gaming news this week. Um, releases, uh, as we just talked about, there's really only, I guess, one release before we'll get into this next little thing here. Um, and that's, of course, that the Telltale, Telltale Games is releasing The Walking Dead um, as, I guess, an anthology. What do you call five games included in one? It's just, well, it's it's just The Walking Dead the game. If you want to get technical, it's season one. Okay. So season uh, but one. It's being boxed for PS3 and 360. Uh, 30 bucks. Um, they have a special edition that comes with the Compendium 1, which is, I, I want to say, it's like the first 35 or 50 issues of the comic or something like that in a, with a special limited edition cover. And that's 70 or 80, something like that. That's awesome. It's I, actually cheaper if you... Uh, if you buy the item separately, oh, it <laughs> depends how much you want the special edition stuff, I guess, at yeah. the cover. But uh, yeah, definitely just, check just it out. Just to get the comics would be cool, though, because I mean, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning, I think in previous episodes, you know, I've got like students that read that stuff now. It's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, to see graphic novels being and comic books becoming so popular again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us up to our next thing. Uh, of course, uh, on our first episode of the Gamerscape podcast, you may remember I mentioned. Uh, of course, that I, I have this like sort of infatuation with doing top tens. Yeah, you do. I, I kept saying to Fusion that I wanted to have one on like every episode. I was like, if there's one thing, just one thing that's going to be on every episode of the Gamerscape podcast, it's a top ten. So this week, um, I've come up with uh, the name of called The Burst List. And it's the top ten games that uh, should be on your holiday wish list for 2012. According and th- to Bursty, because the- I think his list is wrong. Yeah, that's right. This is the list according to me. And one of the things that I get is I get the, of course, absolute say in what is on my list. So, of course, you can debate afterwards. You'll be able to shoot your kibitz as to what you think needs to be on this list. But this is what I've come up with for top 10 games for each of your holiday wish lists. And it's still not too late, by the way, because I think we've got, what, like two weeks till Christmas still? Mm-hmm. Two, two and a half weeks. So you can still, you know, of course, you know, slip a little note to your to your mom or your, or your pop or maybe your girlfriend. Maybe they'll uh, they'll grab you one of the items off this list that you ask for. So uh, number one, of course, or should I do this 10 through? Okay, well, I'll do 10 through, two, through one. That makes the most sense. Uh, number 10 on my list is Madden 2013. Um, get another football game. Yeah, football. Ooh. Football. Because, of course, people don't get enough football in December. Because Madden 2012 isn't good enough anymore. You it's true. Madden 2013. You know what? There is some benefits in having the latest version of the game because you get the the roster updates, which stay pretty much current until the end of the year. You get the ability to play as RG3 or Andrew Luck, who have been you know phenomenal. Why can't Why can't they just make Madden and then have it patch in or DLC the roster changes? Because then they wouldn't be able to make money or put in yeah, new, exactly put in, put in the new Nike uniforms. Maybe you want to play as like the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Bumblebee uniform. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There Anyways, um, Madden 13, I, I put it on the list, of course, because um, it is one of the games that I do find myself uh, purchasing each and every year just for the sake of owning the latest version. And, of course, whenever I go to trade it in, you get like five bucks. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. Enjoy. Don't spend it all at once. Yeah. So uh, that brings you up to number nine, Rockstar Games, the collector's edition. Um, it includes a lot of the older uh Grand Theft Auto titles, uh, some of the ones that were popularized on PS2 and things like that, on PlayS2. If you remember <laughs> that from another 
show. Um, so I've put that on there, of course. Uh, number eight, Zombie U. Uh, one of the titles I'm looking forward to getting for my for my Wii U, of course, throughout the Christmas break. So should hurry up and get that so you can die and I can loot your your zombie <laughs> corpse after I what? shut it up. You know what the feelings? Likewise, I, I, I can't wait to get onto it so I can go and find your dead corpse. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Far Cry Three, of course, I put on here at number seven. Um, one of the uh, titles, of course, that we talked about last week on our show uh, was launched this week. Haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, hoping to get it though. That way, I can put together a little bit of review for it. As I I've did, heard good things. Yeah, I've heard uh, some very good things as well. Um, Hitman Absolution, which of course was our uh, feature game last week on the show, or one of our feature games anyways. Uh, you may recall Fusion X was uh, in the midst of playing it during the episode, so that comes in at number six. Number five, PlayStation All-Stars. Um, if you haven't picked that title up yet, you're definitely going to want to. It is, from what I understand, very good. Mm-hmm. Number four. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, uh, something I've been playing quite a bit uh, over the past week or so. Uh, like I was kind of mentioning earlier on the episode, I've jumped back into playing it online in the multiplayer and actually started to, you know, try and upgrade some of my guns and things like that. And I found that it's, you know, a little disappointing still, but, you know, the more you play it, the more I just kind of go, okay, well, it's a Call of Duty game, so it's going to be just as fun as the last Call of Duty game. Um, but again, uh, you know, from what I understand, most people are telling me that that game is uh, best for Wii U. So comes in just in general at uh, number four. Number three, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, that's, of course, my number three title because uh, I've been playing it again this week, and I love it. It's awesome. Nostalgia and Nintendo, awesome, period. Uh, number two, AC3, uh, as in Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that, playing it back in uh, October, uh, of course, around the time we recorded our first episode of the Gamerscape podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I know that you think it has a lot of flaws. I actually, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. One of the things. The fact that, that Connor was nominated for Character of the Year is Fair. a flaw in and of itself. I'll agree. <laughs> he is the most unlikable character. He's like my least like, like liked character in a game all year. I feel like there wasn't enough development with him. That's all. I, I I don't know what it was, but when he like I don't know what it was. The time it's, it's like it's like fast forwarding through the kid's life and you never get to like you know. It just I, I don't think it was that. I just I just didn't like his personality. He was really just like dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he was like <laughs> he was stupid. He's like, Where's this guy I wanna kill? He's just like going into bars and asking people. It's like, um you maybe you maybe don't wanna don't want to do that i don't know i you know what for the flaws that his character had you have to look at things like the development of the game and sort of um the spin on history because to me that's always what makes an ac game you know awesome is the fact it it was all over the place they take truths from history though and then they integrate it into the game story it was it was all over the place i felt like it could have been better perhaps in some instances yeah it could have been it's number two on my list. Yeah, Paul Revere was annoying as hell. Oh, my number, God. Number one game on my holiday wish list. And this is, of course, the game that I've uh, asked multiple people in my family to make sure that it's it's under the tree um, is Halo 4. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh, that's my personal top ten. Now, of course, I think uh, you're going to have to listen to Fusions. Where's Where's Borderlands 2? Not on there. Don't want it. Why? Because I'm allowed to say I don't want something. I don't want it. 
Although, you know, it's it's gotten some awards, so maybe, you know, that might entice me in the future. That is here, a title. I'm here gonna, you go. If you're if you're doing that, where's Walking Dead? I'm going to wait until some of these games are, you know, on sale during what's in Walking Dead has been super cheap already on PC. That's that's not an excuse. It is because you have to hear me out on this. In Canada, we have Boxing Week and all these games that I've just talked about are the types of games that will be like full pop. But a lot of those other games, like Borderlands 2, guarantee you during Boxing Week, that game's going to be like 20 bucks. Walking Dead has been like 15 bucks, like quite a few times already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll get Walking Dead eventually. I just, it's, it's not on my list right now. Doesn't need to be. I mean, and, and these are all fairly newer games, too. Like, what about some of the, uh, some of the stuff from. Well, it's a Christmas wish list. It's a Christmas wish list. Why would you be asking for games that came out in January? You probably pretty bought. Well, maybe maybe you don't have any. These are maybe the maybe games that you want for Christmas. You know? Okay. Just, Fair just saying. It's the Fair game. It's the games you're asking other people to buy for you. All right, yeah, it's 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 not game of the year, it's just Christmassy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next week we should do like a top ten game our games of the year. Yeah, for next, for next year, yeah, or for next uh, episode, we'll do that. Are you suggesting that we do another top ten? I am because <laughs> you don't like my top ten. <laughs> I don't know. I hate your top ten. I think your <laughs> list is terrible because it has Madden on it. You know what? And I'll and Black it. Ops too. Madden, it's it's all right. It's all it's, right. Madden is exactly like it was before. They just changed a number and they added Bumblebee costumes. You know what? It's so good that it's my featured game for this week. Oh, God. <laughs> God help us all. Um, but but before we get into that, what? let's go ahead. Let's do our contest here. All right, video game fans. Here we are with this week's um, free games for Gepmas giveaway. That's right. We, uh, of course, for those of you that have been tuning in for the last uh, couple weeks we've been doing this, we are giving away a free game. And, of course, this week's recorded episode, uh, we will be giving away a free Steam code for the game Just Cause. Um, Just Cause 1, of course. Last week we gave away Just Cause 2. So this week it's Just Cause 1. Um, so... As you know, the rules are uh, what you need to do is you need to, of course, be following at Gamer Escape on Twitter. Um, and what you're going to do, of course, to uh, to get yourself claim your prize, uh, you are going to tweet at Gamer Escape the following hashtag. Hashtag I love Gamer Escape. All right. Hashtag I love Gamer Escape. Um, if you are the first person to... Uh, to tweet this to us at Gamerscape. Heck, you know what? Even if you are uh, among the people who tweet this to Gamerscape, uh, what we will do is we will select randomly a winner for this week's prize, uh, which will be a copy of Just Cause uh, Steam Code. And we shall catch you on the flip side. And that brings us into our uh, next segment on featured games, of course. Um, we uh, kind of dug into a couple of games that uh, we've had for quite a while, but of course uh, they were... You know, in our consoles this week, we were playing a little bit of them uh, throughout the course of the week. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm going to discuss a little bit about Madden 13. Um, so uh, to get right into it, of course, um, Madden 13, uh, as Fusion likes to say, is just, you know, uh, the latest version of a game where they just change the number every year. Um, 
<laughs> which is true to an extent. I'm not going to deny. You know, it, mm-hmm. it does get a little relevant. And, you know, I know there's some years definitely where, uh, you know, I, I pick up my controller and start playing the game. And the only thing I sort of notice is, is that, you know, they changed a couple of players from one team to another. And, you know, there's maybe a couple of rookies. And really, that's about it. Um, this year's game, of course, uh, pretty good in terms of the layout from the main screen. Uh, one of my favorite aspects of it this year was the uh, playable career mode where you can, you know, select either a Hall of Fame player or you can make your own. Uh, one of the neat features I actually really liked was that you can go onto the EA Games website and actually um, do a scan of your face and apply it to a character model on the game and they're actually doing this from what i understand with all of their um soccer games for fifa as well as the tiger woods game so if you really want to see your your own ugly mug on the screen you're able to do that with madden 2013 uh when you create your character um i've been playing mostly just like the career mode offline um but of course there is an online version where you can team up with friends and and sort of uh you know develop your career and shoot for the hall of fame and shoot for multiple super bowls and stuff like that um you know i i find that all in all you know it's it's pretty well put together in terms of you know fluency in the actual gameplay and that and you know if you have enjoyed madden games of the past um not to say this one's you know that much better than last year's because really they're you know i think gotten to a point on these generation of consoles where they can't really get much better um you know they add things like voice controls and stuff like that for the connect but really at the end of the day i think it's uh it's just a matter of sort of getting the latest teams and like i mentioned earlier getting the uh the latest in terms of the new nike uniforms and stuff like that so if you're into football awesome integration as well for uh fantasy football if you have a fantasy football team on nfl.com you can actually um pull it up in the game and get updates while you're while you're playing uh the game if you're not watching the games on sunday on tv so yeah madden 2013 uh you did few you did borderlands 2 eh Borgerlands. Borgerlands too. So you did, you're bringing out French. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjourlands. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I've been playing it kind of out and off. Uh, the DLCs are still rolling out for it. Um, so I've been playing the uh, the second one, Mr. Torg's, Cam- uh, what is it, Camp- Campaign of Carnage? Something like that. The The main character is pretty much like a, a Borderlands 2 version of Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he talks about, you know, wrestling sharks in a bolo tie. So, like, there's something I've never really quite, like, gathered from, like, the first Borderlands. Because I remember the first time I ever played Borderlands 1. And I remember somebody saying to me that literally this is all the game's about is pretty much it's a shooter. It's whatever you want the game to be. So is that true to it? Like, or, like, how do you? It's it's like Diablo FPS with guns and funnier. Oh, yeah. And better than Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it funny though like just the characters the way they dialogue act. character yeah yeah mm-hmm. the main villain has a diamond made of ponies named Bud Stallion <laughs> I mean I think really that's what pretty much settles it that's pretty cool yeah so it's uh, it's good stuff especially if you're playing with people um, you can do uh, for you know four uh, four person group so a lot of fun nice um one other game i've been touching base with this week again uh playing a little bit more of call of duty black ops 2 um diving into a little bit deeper the multiplayer um you know of course the uh 
the system in terms of upgrading guns and things like that and starting to get a better understanding and better feel for it. Um, you know, I, of course, when I did my review on the game, which you can still find on the uh, GamerEscapes.com uh, website's uh, homepage, um, you know, I had played the multiplayer just a few rounds of it, didn't have a chance to really sort of dive into it. So now that I have, you know, a few hours into playing online, uh, I can definitely say it's a Call of Duty game. It's uh, nothing really uh, out of the ordinary from years past. Um, you know, there's still some of the same types of players on there that do the same little tricks. You know, they have memorized the maps. They've got their little camping spots. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's the same similar uh, play styles. You know, you can do like your hardcore matches or you can do your regular core matches. And, right. um, you know, I like I enjoy headquarters. I've always enjoyed headquarters. Um, I also play the team deathmatch. So, you know, get in there get my game on shoot some people it's good it's fun yeah call of duty black ops 2 so that's it for uh featured games for this week it's uh entertainment then yeah kind of talked uh walking dead's coming out uh hobbit's coming out yeah now i don't think it's a question of of if you're gonna see it i think it's a question of are you gonna do 3d and are you gonna do 48 frames 48 frames Seriously, you haven't. I've followed the entire like development of the movie, and you know, if those of you that haven't, of course, you'll know that Peter Jackson uh, is the returning director. You know, he directed the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, you know, and it's it's been a not a long time, but it has been a long time in terms of technology between the development of the Hobbit and the Return of the King, the final of the uh, the three Lord of the Rings movies, and. Um, the Hobbit, of course, is making use of some of the most modern technology that filmmaking uh, has used since Avatar. So, of course, the question that I asked, you know, when we uh, came up with this for our, our sort of outline was, will you see the movie? Um, so excellent that you bring that point up. Are you going to see it in 3D? I haven't seen a movie in 3D in theaters since I've seen uh, um, Avatar in 3D. Probably good that way because the other ones suck. Unless they filmed it in 3D, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're, found- they're so dedicated to 3D in this. They had they did their concept art uh, or their uh, their um, what do you call them? You know, YouTube videos were in 3D too. No, 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 no. The um, the concept art, the, the storyboard. They did their storyboarding in 3D. They had two guys, one with a blue pencil, one with a red pencil, draw the same thing next to each other. Really? Yep. I remember seeing that in one of the videos too. Um, that they posted on YouTube and, you know, Peter Jackson was doing actually like a video blog throughout the course mm-hmm. of the movie. And that's where I got to see like, sort of like <laughs> they show on, at one point on one of the vid- uh, YouTube videos, maybe we can put this up on the site after too, um, with Peter Jackson, uh, sort of just walking through like sort of the camera for filming in 3d and how utterly big they are and how heavy they are. I think he was saying at one point that like, you know, for a camera person, to have to hold it is like, you know, extremely difficult um, just because of the utter weight of having to hold these, you know, because mm-hmm. essentially when you film in 3D, you have to have two cameras beside each other, right? Right. So he was showing, you know, these these HD cameras and how they had like, you know, 30 some odd uh, setups ready to go at any given time. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, I, the thing for me is, is that, you know, the Lord of the Rings, I've always thoroughly enjoyed that trilogy and sort of like the lore that goes with it. And uh, I was really excited when they announced that they were going to do this um, because a couple of years ago I was in Toronto um, and uh, 
in Toronto, they have a museum there called the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum. And uh, this was after the Lord of the Rings Return of the King was released. And they had all of the movie props on display in there. Hmm. And to see some of the costumes and like some of the details up close, like in person and being able to touch things like, uh, you know, um, the sword they have that they like in in the third movie, like the broken pieces. Cool. They had that on display and you could, you know, like you couldn't touch it. It was behind glass, obviously, but stuff like that. And you could just see when you look at like, you know, the hilt, the handles, um, the sheaths, the belt buckles, every single little aspect that goes into one of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies was just so detailed that, you know, when you think of how they've translated that into like the Hobbit movie now that I'm really excited to see just, you know, how good some of this stuff looks with that Mm. new technology. Yeah, the one thing I noticed in in a, in a preview though in theaters was it looked like some of the dwarves were like the makeup was a little bit overdone, hmm. like because it looked like they kind of had like a rubbery sort of you know how it kind of looks when people have too much makeup on they have like a little bit of a rubbery kind of face. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's what it kind of looked like to me just in looking at the previews. But I mean, otherwise, you know, if you're a fan of the books, you're probably gonna love the movie. Yeah, I would think. Well, and it's and it's three movies too. There, and it was originally just going to be two movies, and then they said, you know, let's do three. Why not? Well, so, they want you know Peter Jackson wants to do a phenomenal. It's a lot of it's a lot of Hobbit, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally gonna I'm gonna hit up uh, IMAX 3D 48 if I can. So that should be cool. Yeah, we don't have an IMAX theater here. <laughs> there's there's one there's a couple of, I think theaters. Uh, we didn't talk about 48, did we? Um, Films right now are filmed at 24 frames per second. Yeah. Uh, Hobbit is filmed at 48. So I've heard good and bad things. Yeah. A lot of mixed reviews on it, yeah. So people saying it just it just looks weird. Other people are like, wow, this is really cool. And so. It's one of those yeah. things. I think it's one of those things where I, I can remember when 1080p came out. And people looking at, you know, 720p beside 1080p and being like, I don't see a difference. Like, <laughs> like I know I know there's lots of people out there and don't want to, you know, say it's exclusively girls. But it seemed to notice that, you know, if you watch something on TV that's in like high definition, mm-hmm. I can tell there's a huge difference between watching high definition and regular definition. Whereas, right. you know, like my wife, for example, if I put a DVD in. And then I put a Blu-ray in. It's the exact same movie. Nothing you know, different except for the format. She can't tell the difference. Hmm. I, and I just like – I'm always like mind-boggled by that because I don't know how you couldn't see the difference right. between high def and non-high def. I don't know. Anyways. But yeah, I've heard uh, that people are, are pretty excited about how this technology is going to be used uh, not only in this movie but of course how it's going to be um, – you know transferred into many other movies that will come out because like i mentioned you know the last movie i saw in theaters in 3d was avatar and you know that was probably the movie i would say that sort of started this whole new gen 3d sort of revolution and you know for the hobbit to go and sort of take that and go farther beyond it Mm. really sort of makes you think that you know the next avatar for example or even the next hobbit movie will be even that much better yeah so yeah Gamerscape.com, people. It's uh, it's our website. Um, we have uh, some updates, of course, things that are going on uh, through the Gamerscape.com community. Uh, not only are we giving away free games leading up to Christmas, but uh, we uh, are also planning a 
Very Merry Christmas special uh, for Pet Food Alpha, uh, which will essentially look to be, I guess, episode 294. Uh, we're going to try. We'll do our best. We're uh, in the midst of planning this right now, hopefully for a live recording on December 22nd. Um, and we're looking to get some of the old hosts. Trying looking to, to doesn't mean we are. Yeah, it doesn't okay. mean we'll get them, but we are looking. It's very hard to get a hold of people, especially yeah. getting close to the holiday. Yeah, so we're doing our best. Uh, At the very least, we'll have a PFA episode coming for you. Yeah, hopefully it'll be out, of course. Well, it, it's going. It'll be just me and Bursty, but we'll have one. Yeah. It'll be, of course, right after the update, so uh, there will be at least a few things to talk about there from my end anyways. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some other previous hosts involved and sort of talk, you know, maybe find out what they've been up to lately, you know, outside of FF11. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, just have a nice merry Christmas gathering for PFA people. So look go. forward to seeing that. Um, any other site news? Uh, still giving away our Final Fantasy 25th anniversary posters. Uh, we'll be in week 12, which will be Final Fantasy 12 trivia by the time this gets out. So keep an eye on the site. There will be an announcement up on Monday saying uh, when and where we are doing those. I'm actually going to put up the uh, questions for the last 11 question right after we get done with this show. Nice. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for those. And uh, and those of you that haven't gotten one of those posters yet, you really should because they're they're really cool. We still got. We still have quite a few to give away, so there's plenty of opportunities to win yet. So yeah, nice. Um, as far as like uh, wikis and things like that, anything else going on with the uh, the site? We still have any maintenance going on, or uh, we're just tweaking. We're tweaking at this point. Um, wikis are up. You can edit them. Do uh, main pages for uh, the uh, eleven and fourteen wikis. We're gonna continue to uh, work on uh, just some kind of layout and, and stuff, make things a little more uh, appealing to the eyes, as it were. Yeah. Uh, those of you, again, I, I know I mentioned it on last week's episode. If you haven't already checked out the new layout for the Final Fantasy XI wiki, you definitely should. Fusion put a lot of time into what it looks like, and Gahoo spent a lot of time into how it functions. And I've just been in, in sort of admiration as to what you know it, the sort of final product is because it's amazing looking. Um, you know, I know a lot of people still like to use other wikis out there, but you know, it's it's sitting there and it's 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 ready to be used. So get in there and get some updates done if you're if you're that kind of guy or girl. Or yep. guy. Yeah. Um, that kind of brings us to uh, I guess sort of what we sort of mentioned on the top of the episode. Um, we are I guess going to be officially putting some kind of post on the website um, in search of some contributors. I guess right. I'm scared. I'm scared to do this. Yeah. I but I we'll, I don't, we'll I don't, see. Yeah. Basically, uh, we are looking for people to write for gamerscape.com um, ideally we would also like those people to join us on the gamerscape podcast um, so if that is something that you would be interested in um, you need to be able to do at least one or two pieces a week um, join us when we record our shows and have a decent microphone and internet connection yeah. not to say it's like a host search don't want to confuse it with that of course because uh you know, as we host and host and red are, are kind of one and the same with GEP. Yeah. So if you, uh, of course, do like to, you know, do writing, but you don't really want your voice recorded, that's totally understandable. And that's fine, too. We really are just sort of looking, of course, uh, 
in the in the fact that you know Fusion and I both have pretty pretty busy lifestyles outside of the episodes that we record every week. We're just looking to have some people sort of uh, you know keep some of the news up to date on the website and sort of I guess give us a, a general hand with uh, making sure that every week is is sort of uh, having a good flow to leading up to each week's episode. So yeah. In a nutshell. And uh, if you are interested, you can always email us gep at gamerscape.com. Yeah. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll work on uh, getting some more official sounding stuff uh, up within the next week or two here. Yeah. So should see that on the homepage. We'll uh, we'll put something together for that. Um, of course, uh, in closing, we're obviously uh, you know reminding each of our listeners if you're listening to this episode, you know, thank you. Uh, if you're on the uh, the live. Uh, sort of cast you know we see we've got quite a few people still sitting in there so uh they're probably listening for the free game we gave away a free game earlier and there'll be another free game given away by the time you've gotten to this point in the uh, recorded episode um you know we're available on itunes so please do subscribe uh you know give us a rating i've seen we've got a couple of ratings on there which is looking good so far um, and of course, uh, comments are obviously much appreciated. Looking to at some point, uh, once we start getting some comments accumulated, to uh, you know start uh, reading them out loud and giving people some shoutouts on the on the actual episodes. As Fusion X mentioned, as Fusion X mentioned, uh, wow. <laughs> as Fusion mentioned, uh, our email is gep at gamerscape dot com. Uh, still haven't gotten any emails yet. Nope kind of wondering if we're like are we doing a good job you know do you, are you enjoying the episodes if you're not doing so good that there's nothing they would change it's like I, you know it, it kind of reminds me of you know pet food alpha sometimes because we only got emails for pfa every like you know once in a blue moon so mm-hmm. you know we really are just looking i guess to get a little bit of feedback from people and you know try and find out sort of what you want to hear in the episodes in the future um you know and, and really kind of give us sort of our own sort of reassurance that, you know, we're not just doing this for the sake of doing this and, you know, that we do have listeners out there that actually are, you know, enjoying what we're doing. Um, so email is obviously one way um, to get a hold of us. Uh, perhaps an easier, quicker way would be uh, using the Twitter handle at Gamer Escape. Um, if you tweet us that way, then we can, you know, of course, get that right away and take a look at it on the episode. And as you can see, we're trying to make use of that to handle to, uh, to, uh, make more use of our contests and things like that going on the website as well. Um, my Twitter handle is S bursty B E R S T Y, uh, and fusion X, you are raffle dirt R O F L D R G. So that's about it for this week's episode of the gamer escape podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in everybody. And, uh, we hope to see you again soon. Take care guys. Say good night. Yeah. Say good night. Good night. Take care guys. <laughs> <laughs>